This episode of Business Connection is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor Esser Hayes Insurance Group, serving the Naperville community by putting an expert in your corner since 1941. I'm Liz Spencer and welcome to Business Connection, introducing you to the names and faces of Naperville entrepreneurs and business owners. Today we'll meet with audio video specialists, Impact Business Coaching and PB Kitchens, but stay tuned for Century Moving, all here on Business Connection. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have wonderful guests in studio today. It's Bob Fleming. He's the owner of Century Moving Inc. and he's accompanied by Tracy Collins, who's a sales representative. Good morning. Welcome. So tell me a little bit about Century Moving. Well, it began about uh, 44 years ago when I was in college and it was a summer job for me and uh, a good summer job. Mm -hmm. And after uh, graduating college, I taught school and quickly realized teaching was not for me. <laughs> I went back to the moving company that I started with. He happened to have a secondary company and sold me that for $1,500, and we're 44 years later. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride, kind of. It kind of. Yeah, right, it can right. be. It has its ups and downs. We're recession, we're not recession proof or anything like that, so you have to adapt to the, the, to the, to the economy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, Tracy, tell me a little bit about the services you offer, because we often think moving company, and I don't think we understand the, the plethora of services that you offer or that we need. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So we do anything from local moving, long distance moving, international business. Um, we also can pack. We can oh. pack anything from one box of your great-grandmother's china up into your entire house, hmm. um, prepare it for shipment. We have storage facilities. It's all climate controlled, vaulted, containerized, Department of Defense approved. Um, warehousing so we have lots of services we offer we also have a great program where we can hold everything on our trucks overnight while the homeowners are trying to sell one home by the next and go through that closing process we come in the day before load everything up hold it on the trucks until they've completed that entire process and then we will deliver it to their new homes once they have their keys in hand Wow that's that's a ton thing. <laughs> and and that's important because it, it moving is a big deal so but before we talk all about that you also received a great award which I think is important yeah, yeah we're pretty excited about it right from yeah. it's just a Chicago consumer checkbook so yeah, tell me a little consumer, bit about it. Uh, Chicago consumer checkbook is an offshoot of consumer reports okay. and um, they went uh, and unlike other uh, reporting places and, and rating places they're a nonprofit so they are not out to take money from me, the vendor, as is uh, Yelp, Google, Angie's List, on and on and on. And so they um, secretly went and questioned, called movers in the Chicagoland area, got rates for local moving, long distance moving, and then through their network of people who provide uh, answer questionnaires, uh, rated our company after everything was done was the highest score. And uh, we were really happy because it's it's nonprofit. It's not the Googles and the Yelp of the world, and uh, so we're pretty proud of that fact. That's cool. Yeah, that is, that is a very it's very nice to receive an industry award about what you do. People pay attention to that kind of stuff right now. Yeah, and it was also a well written article. If anybody's moving, they should try to find that article and write it because it was well done. 
the whole six pages of information about moving. Excellent. So. Tracy, tell me a little bit about your background and how, and how that helps you help us move smoothly across country or next door. That's right. So um, I've been with Suntree for over 20 years, um, but in addition to that, I have a logistics background. I have over 27 years in the Army Reserves as a logistics officer. I'm currently a colonel. And I'm in charge of a team that actually goes out into units. We help them get ready for deployments and prepare them to do staff operations. So I have a lot of logistics background that help um, in this avenue as well. And in addition to some other awards that Bob and Century have won is the two awards from the employees' support of the Garden Reserves, um, the Patriot Award and the Above and Beyond um, for his service to me, I should say, as um, in 27 years I have deployed. I went to Afghanistan for a year. Uh, my children were very young, so even when I came back, Bob was very compassionate about what my needs were and spending extra time with my family, getting reacclimated and reacquainted with them. So he let me work part-time and some time from home. So um, I think that talks a lot about our company and how we're very caring and compassionate and respectful of what we all do to help in the industry and to serve our country. So. Right, well, and I think that moving is very stressful, so you need to be compassionate and caring because we all think, okay, I'm gonna move. How hard can that be? And so, <laughs> that's what people say, yes. That's right, yes. So, yes. so tell me a little bit about the move and how you help people get ready for that. Bob, why don't we start with you and then we'll go to Tracy. Yeah, so um, uh, organization is the key in a successful move. Not so much on our part, we do the same every day. We have our truck and our men and that type of thing. But the consumer needs to know that being organized will, will just change the whole outlook of the move. A disorganized move just does not go well. And so we try to school them, depending on what we feel when we meet with them, and uh, to not only get everything packed, but probably a sample is, is go in your kitchen, go through each drawer, and throw away what you haven't used in five years. And do that in your house. So not, don't bring it to the new house. Because they're constantly just saying, we ran out of time, just take everything. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's not a, a good way to go. So being organized is important. Understanding the closing process. Because since the recession, the closing process of homes has dramatically changed. It's Im almost impossible to move and close on both homes in one day. And yet when we mention it to the people, they are just dumbstruck. They just don't realize that that can't happen. And so we, right from the get-go, at the time of an estimate, if we're doing it in home or on the phone, we're going to mention that to them because we know it's a problem. We, we, have, we have families that we're holding overnight on trucks every night of the year, almost 365 days a year. And none of them really planned it that way, but, but that's the way it happens. Closings are a problem, and for some reason, mortgage companies don't care. And they, we, we have customers who don't get closing times until two or three days before it happens. And that's not fair to them, and I'm, I've always been an advocate of trying to change that. But I, I'm against a wall. I guess the mortgage companies have more. I understand their position because if they don't fill out a piece of paper right, there's technical issues there. Sure. But it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Tracy, one, one quick tip that we might take away from uh, this interview, if I'm going to move, what do I need to keep in mind? 
Um, I think the big thing is going through your items and making sure you only move what you want to move and start packing well in advance. A lot of people think, oh, about a week or so before, I'll pull out some boxes and pack up. So we really suggest you go through everything. We usually say it takes three times through items to make sure you get down to what you actually want to move. So it's a multi-step process. So when we come in and do the in-home estimates, we go through that with them and try and help encourage them to really sort and decide what they really want to move and not just take everything like Bob says and not to run out of time. Well, that sounds like some really great advice. And if I'm, I'm going to move, I know who I'm going to call because <laughs> I, 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 I'm fearful I might fall into the disorganized category, <laughs> but I think I, I'm a good listener, so I would take good advice from you guys. I'll give you one more tip. I know okay. we, uh, and the other thing that people do is when they, if they're packing themselves, and we offer complete packing service, of course, but if they're packing themselves, they have a tendency to start in a room, pack a few boxes, get bored, and go to another room. <laughs> so when we arrive, each room has a little bit more to pack. <laughs> when you get to a room, get it done. Don't leave, don't do anything. Even if you're only concentrating on the closet today, get the closet done, and then go out to lunch. I think I would be hiring you for the packing service too. <laughs> so. I like that, okay. Super to meet you guys. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. I wish you a lot of luck, and thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service. Okay. You're welcome, thank you. Thank you. We're gonna be right back with more Business Connection. Stay tuned. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have a wonderful guest in studio. It's Dan Kokenauer, and he's the owner of Audio Video Specialists. And alongside him is Bill Germanetti, and he's a customer and now a referral source. So welcome. Dan, I always like when you stop by. So tell me a little bit about what you do and what we need to know. So we're in the AV industry. Um, we basically sell, design, and install systems for the home and office and our approach is a consultative approach. We try to find the right products and services that will fit the client's needs as opposed to just offering cookie cutter solutions. And uh, the results are we get a lot of referrals from our previous customers for new customers. That's awesome. Now we often think that we can do this ourselves, that we uh, are gonna go stop by, buy a new 8K television <laughs> now, yep. and, and bring it in and, and then get some speakers in there. Why, why do we need someone like you? Why do we not think this through? So there's a lot of things that people can do by themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're now in a very connected scenario these days. People want a connected home. Uh, they're doing smart capabilities. Or they even are thinking to things that we do with automation. And when you're doing that, um, you need somebody who can help you design and plan the right products because not everything works well together uh, in this nice electronic world that we live in. And so part of what we do is know what does work well uh, so that the customer doesn't have problems on Saturday night when they have the big party. And things don't work well together and one, if you change one thing out, sometimes it can have a cascade effect on you? Correct. So I totally agree. Now, Bill, you've, how did you find Dan, an, an audio-video specialist? So I, I met Dan probably four or five years ago at a business owners group. Uh, some people call them networking groups, but I like them because there's different business owners get together and they try to help each other. Um, and then uh, sometimes it's, you know, what you're doing in that process, getting to know people and what their integrity is, what they do, mm -hmm. uh, and then hopefully how they can help others. So uh, that's how I first met Dan. And what did, what did he 
then you hired Dan to help you out? Or yes, you uh, you know, Dan's uh, worked with me, but probably uh, more where he's helped me and, and the people around me is uh, some of my clients. Um, I've connected it with some uh, general contractors and they love his quality and the way they take care of the, the client and they help them with their understanding of how technology is used in the home today uh, with homeowners and uh, an example I'm thinking of is somebody had an idea that they would need to do kind of a big project uh, and Dan's always known for listening and really understanding what you need to do uh, as well as helping you visualize what that might be. Uh, ended up being a smaller project, which uh, worked out just fine for their pocketbook. So, uh, yeah. And you mentioned um, new homes and construction, and one of the things, uh, Dan, that you like to be involved with is when people are remodeling or maybe upgrading to a new home, Correct. or even you know, is to be in there ahead of time because one of the things that you really provide is some some cool solutions to where all those cables go. I think a lot of times people don't really know what they want, and they don't know what all the options and possibilities are. And so the, the thing that I try to impress most is get in early, talk to somebody like myself, where we can help them think about things and start formulating plans for what they want to use the space in. Um, and, and then from there, they're not having to go back after the fact and run wires where we could have done that in advance um, or plan the proper placement of a TV, that kind of thing. So it's always early is better and it's always good to get some good advice. Well, I agree, and we were talking, you know, there's a lot, of, we hear the term smart home. Mm -hmm. But you offer, you look at smart home a little bit different, you call it automation. Tell me a little bit about that, because I think that's fascinating. Well, smart home is, you know, the huge word mm -hmm. that you hear out there, and there's a lot of devices that have an app that you can connect and utilize. Uh, where automation comes into play is connecting different devices in your house and having them do a function with a single button press um, or automatically doing it from a reaction of a trigger um, like disarming your alarm when you walk in the house it could turn on the lights and create a pathway in the evening mm -hmm. but not do it during the day that's automation uh, automatically adjusting your shades based on the sun coming in so there's a lot of different things uh, that we can help create for a client um, versus just having smart capabilities that they do by themselves manually. Right, well, and I think that's something, as we, as technology advances, all that home opportunity, that smart home stuff is going to keep going. And as we've all found out one way or another, they don't all work together. Correct. And you change one thing and bam, suddenly your lights don't go on or whatever. Um, Bill, tell me a little bit about some of the feedback that you, you have received from your customers when you've referred them to Dan. Yeah, I think you got a little bit of a sense of it when he said earlier, which is the uh, listening. Uh, that's probably the biggest piece, uh, as well as helping the, people have an idea what they want to do, um, and then tying the things together is obviously a challenge. But uh, another big piece is not just the stuff uh, okay. and whether it works well. That's great, um, but how does it look? It's part of your home, it's part of your environment, and it's comfort, and um, so the look and feel is really, really important uh, in Dan's world and his clients and uh, the people that I've referred to him really appreciated that. And then I'd say the final piece is just you know living with technology. So uh, he just mentioned a few things which made my head spin a little bit, like how are you gonna make all that work? But he makes it easy, training, uh, you know, before he leaves, but really, uh, you know, uh, his clients and I have as well 
we give them a call, like, how does this work again, or I need a little bit more training. <laughs> so there's a lot of support, what I call after the sale, um, and uh, the clients are really become lifetime clients. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Dan, and I think you're, you're in a great industry because our, our AV and that is so important to us now, our video, our yeah. audio. Our, our technology in the home is so important, so to, and so complicated, more complicated than it's ever been. So to have somebody um, come into our home and make sure that works, and, and let's not even forget the security that needs to go with that. Correct. So, so you are in a great industry, my friend, and a great guy to be doing that. So thanks for stopping by, Bill. Thanks Thank for you. telling us all about Dan, but Dan has been here before, and he is a pro, so we appreciate that. We appreciate all you do. It's important work. We're going to be right back with more Business Connections. Stay tuned. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have a fascinating guest in studio. It's Bill Germanetti, and he's the owner of Impact Business Coaching. Bill, welcome. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about Impact Business Coaching. You've got four pillars. Yeah, there's uh, you know four areas that we help people. Uh, so sometimes we refer to as the li different life cycles of a business. Okay. Uh, starting a business out, you may have already had a business up and operating for even a year or so, and really, but really getting a so solid foundation mm -hmm. um, and making sure that what you originally envisioned that you've got good strategies and good action to make that happen. Uh, next area is you're ready for that next big growth, or we call it transition could be from your first employee uh, to maybe you're uh, adding a new division, uh, maybe you're doubling sales, uh, something significant. Um, and it usually helps to have somebody else to bounce things off of and really uh, we call it more a partner with to help with that. Third area is um, like our cars, we hit occasionally a pothole. Mm -hmm. uh, our businesses are like that too, life is like that. So. Uh, we help people in crisis, usually shows up financially, but uh, turning the, around the business, stabilizing it, and then figuring out how to make it more resilient for the next time. Um, and the fourth area that uh, we actually enjoy a lot is some of the challenges that people have the most, which is the family dynamics um, and the ownership of the business and what's the future holds? What's that succession? What's that management transition? Um, and that's uh, an area we, we actually have fun with because we know we can help people and keep families together. That's wonderful. I think many business owners, I mean, we're we're in that business where we're thinking about it all mm -hmm. the time, that we don't think about the succession, that that is probably one of the weakest areas of, of business is not thinking about how do I retire, how do I move it forward. So um, talk to me a little bit about what we should be thinking about with succession planning. Yeah, just uh, I, I, I liked where you started with yeah. that, which is uh, we're usually taking care of the day-to-day, -day mm -hmm. and, and that is critical. Uh, and some of the challenge of that CEO or the owner is to be responsible for looking for the future. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in, in some degrees, we're um, looking far enough out that we're thinking about, well, if I'm not here, what if I had an illness? Um, what if I just need more uh, family time or I just want to go on vacation? Or someday, um, how do I maybe build this legacy so it can help my future generations? Um, so that's, uh, that's an area people tend not to get to. 
Our spin on it is, or our focus is, we're not the accountant, um, which will help you with the tax point of view of estate planning, inheritance. We're not the attorney to make sure the legalese is correct. Uh, sometimes there's insurance for buy-sell agreements, uh, but we're kind of that person that pulls together the business case and then really looks at the people and the management team about who we have, who we need, uh, maybe who we need to acquire mm -hmm. uh, to help build and make that business resilient and uh, you know last a long time. That's right, because it's hard, oftentimes the owner and the institutional knowledge with that person is great. And, or, and they also may wear like six hats where the next mm -hmm. business owner is not gonna, may not have those six hats, they may have four other hats. So how do you work with families uh, to, to get that, that uh, generational passing to start? Yeah, one of our favorite areas is, is really looking at the specific case where, you know, the, the, uh, the founder, let's say it's the founder, um, really has a strong desire uh, we want great things for our kids. Um, we want them to enjoy all the, the joy that we had building that business and the, taking care of the clients in the way that we did. Uh, sometimes we want it really badly and it's not necessarily a fit yeah. for what they want um, or the skill set is not necessarily a match. Um, I like to talk about everybody <laughs> as a gift uh, to offer. Um, and in the business world, it's kind of your business gift or your business purpose. Uh, but a lot of times a business who has made it, you know, five years, 10 years, 20, 40 years, there was something really special about that founder. Uh, and my view is they were given maybe more than one gift. And sometimes we look for that uh, next generation to be able to do everything in the same ways that we did. Uh, so an approach that I like to take is really understanding what the magic was, what our brand is, what we're, what's behind us, um, what, what do our customers really care about us? And then think about um, how do we keep that going? Um, you know, what is needed and the type of leadership that's needed. Um, and then we can go back and talk to our people, including the family members, and trying to talk to them about really what they would like, an area that they think they could focus. In some cases, it's not directly in the business any longer. Uh, in other kind of cases, it frees them up to really pursue an aspect of the business that they were not able to do, and they can really find real joy to be in the business rather than feeling a burden uh, being passed on to them. Well, and succession planning is so critical, and especially when it's at a generational time period. Mm -hmm. So that institutional knowledge can get maybe updated with the, you know going from you know, being a retail to a online shop, mm -hmm. for an example. What should we be thinking about as a business owner when it comes to our own succession planning? What's that last that tip you might give us? Yeah, I would say just um, you've got a great people on your team already. Um, you know, talk to them. Um, I find more uh, that the leaders actually have more of a case what I call lack of leadership. And that part of that is just talking to people they have some wonderful ideas, engaging them more, uh, but listening um, as far as what you know they would like to do, how they think they can contribute, including the family members, uh, and then building building a strategy of you know how to get from here to there. Uh, it takes time, um, and um, you know ideally, if we have five to ten years, that's great. Uh, we can help people do something quicker than that. Uh, but think about it now. Uh, sooner is always better. And uh, you know, thinking about how that business continues, uh, the people. 
Excellent. Well, I think that's some great advice. Listen, uh, get some expert help. I think it's always good to go and talk to somebody who's got a little bit more knowledge than you do on this topic. So, Bill, thanks for stopping by. It was wonderful to meet you. We wish you continued success, and we thank you for helping businesses. That's an important role. We're going to be right back with more Business Connections. Stay tuned. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have a fascinating guest in studio today. It's Dan McFadden. He's the president of PB Kitchen Design. Dan, welcome. Thank you, Liz. Tell me a little bit about your company. So PB Kitchen Design is a small firm based in Geneva, Illinois. We specialize in the creation of custom kitchens. And um, we prim primarily work in the western suburbs, but all over Chicago. We're a small team. There are about uh, three to five of us handling our projects. And uh, we've been around um, almost 30 years. Tell me our, a little bit about what sets you apart. It's, it's a much more complicated process than people give it credit for. Right. So I think what we hear back from our clientele over the years um, would be what I want to say about what distinguishes us. And that is that we're good listeners and mm -hmm. we're patient. And when you have those two qualities, I feel like you, um, you don't come in with the mindset of, I'm going to create a kitchen um, in terms of a, a predetermined solution. There are, there are no predetermined solutions. We want to listen. We want to understand what your program is and create something that is truly unique to you, your family, and what your goals are for the project. See, I think that's wonderful because I think lots of times um, kitchen designers or that may want to put their idea and their design in your kitchen where it really needs the, the kitchen is the heart of the home. You're really, we're inviting you into a very personal space for us. Right, exactly. So I think that's really important that you take the time to get to know me and understand what goes, what's important to me or what I have in my kitchen. Or, right. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah, actually we have no questionnaire when we walk into your home. Um, it's a sort of a dynamic conversation, right? So, I mean, we're just trying to get to know you a little bit better and through, you know, a process of, you know, half an hour to hour, um, we're taking, you know, sort of a 30,000 foot view of what you're trying to accomplish and we dig in right away. I mean, we're trying to space plan um, within that first meeting. Going past maybe 10 years ago, a lot of kitchens to in that period were not as thoughtful as some of the new kitchens today. And, for sure. And that's when you're, you've been in the home for a little bit and you, and you want your kitchen redesigned and we invite you in and you're, and you're like, tell us how much that kitchen was not functional for us. It was just kind of thrown in. Right. And, and so with that, what are some of the, th it's a longer process than most people think. Yes. And so, so what are some of the things we need to be thinking about when we're thinking kitchen design? My advice would be uh, develop um, an understanding of what you think your scope of project is, right? So um, what's in play? Are you considering moving a wall or is a wall not in play? Um, what you do and don't like about your space, try to be specific. Um, many people aren't so specific. It's helpful to know, well, I want more counter space between my, my sink and my range, for example, because that, that's where I do all my food prep. Or, you know, I want to be able to seat two or three people at an island. Um, I'd be clear about uh, budget, mm -hmm. which is a really tough thing for people to do. Right. But I have a little trick that I use when I don't get a budget that the consumer can flip that back around. Um, if, if I ask you what your budget is, well, I'm not really sure. I'll say, well, is it 20000 or 120000 or somewhere in between? You'll usually get a reaction. Mm -hmm. And then we can have a more 
um, meaningful discussion about what things cost. The consumer can flip that around too and say to the designer or contractor, you know, what do I get for 20? What will I get for 120? Mm -hmm. So we're not at that point talking about the specific project, but more in general terms. And we can just, you know, zero in a little bit more quicker on, um, on, on you know, what you can do for different budget. Right. Well, and, and with kitchens, it, it's sort of once you start remodeling, the ball rolls a little bit on you, and you, you know things are you know that's usually what gets you moving, whether it be you know a countertop problem or a dishwasher or something like that. What's trending today? Um, in terms of specific trends, I would say um, the color blue is very popular. Um, I did, I judged a design competition earlier this summer, and it was interesting. We fielded um, entries from all over the country. And we were asked by the proctors of the of the uh, competition to identify some trends. Blue was the number one trend, whether it was an accent on an island or blue tile. That's a specific trend. And beyond that, I think mixed metals, probably aware that brass is mm -hmm. definitely back. But beyond brass, black, mixing metals is also popular. A kitchen redesign is is going to be for the next 10, 15 yes. years. Yes. So so trends can ebb and flow a little bit, but you need to love it. Would that be the best piece of advice? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I would I would do the kitchen you want to do. My kitchen is green and it was done 15 <laughs> years ago, and we're happy with it. And if we ever get to the point where we're dissatisfied with the color, we can paint the cabinets. And kitchens you could. Raise a good point, Liz, because kitchens do have a lifetime. Just like you buy an automobile, you know, five, ten years later, you know, you're going to need a new car. Mm -hmm. You know, kitchens have a lifetime of about 15 years. Um, so do the kitchen you want. If you're doing a kitchen for different reasons, if you're doing a kitchen for you and resale, then you might want to throttle it back and go a little bit more, more mainstream. And you might want to think in terms of um, a painted kitchen that doesn't have a trendy color and something that fits the home very well and the home's architecture very well, something that would be agreeable to the, the most number of people right. and you. Dan, thanks for stopping by, sharing your kindness, your wisdom, guiding us through this process. The kitchen is the heart of our home and it's important and we need people like you on our team. So good luck with everything. We're gonna be right back with more Business Connection.